This is the Line Waits Over Coffee Podcast, Episode 5. And there's something that I do think is a really important message for, for, for students, is that you can fall in, in love with the drawing on your screen, mm-hmm. but you must not. You must think about what it is you're drawing. And I see that so often. People, they, they like the computer, they like what it can give, they, they get off on, on the kind of images that you can see on this, in the TV screen of the monitor that you're drawing. But, you know, people have to step back from it and think, what is it? What, what is it I'm drawing? That's our guest today, architect Hugh Dutton, and today we're talking all about sketching. Now, I love this episode because this is something that I've been doing since, you know, since we're in architecture school, right? Something that I've personally struggled with is learning how to sketch like an architect. So I started working here at Hugh Dutton Associates about three years ago, and something that I noticed that was really interesting is that Hugh communicates with everyone through sketches. So whether it's a client asking a question, well, the answer is a sketch. If it's one of us and we need to have a question modeling something, it's a sketch. When Hugh has an idea in his mind, he's able to somehow take that visualization that's up there and somehow use his hand and those muscles and the pen and the paper and so on and transform that into a 2D drawing that everyone can understand. I mean, this type of thing may come naturally to some people, but Hugh does follow some very specific codes and rules that really do help make his sketches very legible and wonderful to look at. Now, we all love a good sketch, so how can we start sketching like an architect? How can we as students start using sketching as a design tool and also as a communication tool to sketch stuff between our peers and between our professors and so on, right? How can we have some simple rules that we can follow that every day that we can improve our sketching? So today's episode is all about talking about these things, right? Talking about the sketching codes like line weights and dash lines and so on. Where do they come in? The roles of light and how does light play in sketching? What about color and the different types of sketching? And of course, for us as students, since we do work so much in a digital realm these days, what is the relationship between hand sketching and 3D modeling? And is there a way that we can exist between both of them? So we're going to have all that coming up for you right after this. This show is brought to you by Budget Buoy. So guys, I'm terrible at budgeting and I've tried all kinds of budgeting apps before and Budget Buoy is the only one that has worked for me. So unlike other apps that track your transactions and show you your budgets as charts or other graphic data, Budget Buoy keeps it real simple and actually helps you change your spending habits by encouraging you to consider how you're faring every day. It changes your perspective on budgeting and allows you to take action on your finances. Now, the best part about this app is that you can share it with your friends, family, and classmates. And I think it's great for architecture students who not only have to track their everyday expenses, such as food and groceries, what I use it mostly for, but also for school supplies and studio projects so those expenses don't spiral out of control. It's available now on Apple and Android, and you can try it free for 30 days. That's Budget Buoy, keeping you financially afloat. Hi, everyone. If you like what you're listening to and want more content like this coming your way, remember that the best way to support this show is by getting an Adobe CC subscription through our website at lineweights.coffee. Now, as architecture students, we rely heavily on graphic presentation tools such as Photoshop, InDesign, and Illustrator. 
We wanted to make it really easy for you to learn these programs and have created a set of high-quality tutorials complete with all the example files for you to learn the fundamentals to creating excellent presentations. So we cover Adobe Illustrator that teaches you how to properly import and manipulate your 2D drawings. We're talking line weights, line types, hatches, finding those vector scalies and textures and so on. Then of course we go into Photoshop where you have your renderings, you're adjusting light, materials, scale figures, even how to link your 2D drawings from Illustrator right into Photoshop. And then of course we round that all off with Adobe InDesign, which is the best publishing software out there in order for you to actually make your posters, linking your files, setting up your paragraph styles, proper printing procedures, archiving, and so on. Now this course is actually a $109 value that you can get for absolutely free when you purchase an Adobe CC subscription through our website because we get a commission off each purchase. So to find out more, just go to our website at lineweights.coffee and click on Adobe. Thank you. Okay, let's get back to the show. Today, our guest is Hugh Dutton. Hugh is a Paris-based architect and consultant who has collaborated with many architects over his career, including Foster & Partners, Atelier John Novell, Shumi Architects, Zaha Hadid Architects, Studio Gang, and many more. His mentor was Peter Rice, the award-winning engineer who was instrumental in many iconic projects such as Renzo Pianos and Richard Rogers Pompidou Center, the Sydney Opera House, the Pyramid at the Louvre, and many more. So as such, through their mentorship, of course, Hugh has a great appreciation for both the architecture world and the engineering world, and tries to bring those together as a synthesis in his Paris office. So Hugh, welcome to the show. Well, I'm glad to be here and um, and share my, my idea about sketching uh, with you. For me, Sketching is visualizing. It's part of a thought process. It's, it's a very important part of a thinking process. It's also, for me, what we do, why we do what we do is about making art in a way at whatever scale it is. So it's all part of the process. We, we care about a drawing, even this tiniest little sketch. Sometimes it's a scribble. But it's an expression of an idea and what we want to what you want to do, what we want to say. So even from the tiniest little scribble to um, you know something more elaborate, it's we all, it's it's about saying something. As I say, so it's notes. It's r rather than writing down ideas with words, we're writing them down with images. And as I say, it's the the process is is often. What am I going to do about something? What am, how am I going to solve this problem? And I know that if I start drawing it, then there's actually a sort of, a sort of encouragement or inspiration that happens between when you actually, the time it takes you to draw the line, mm -hmm. your mind is thinking about what that line is, what that line represents, and you, it, it's a sort of catalyst for further thinking. And what, what it does... Uh, for me, more than anything else, I do remember there's a very specific period, a very specific moment, when I made the effort to sketch in 3D. And I remember there was quite, it was quite a tilt. I was, it was when I was doing the, I was working with Peter Rice on the, the Science Museum in, in La Villette, and he asked me to write a book about, you know, with him, about what we did. And I had all these pieces and things in my mind, I knew how they went together. But I remember the day I said, okay, I'm going to draw this in 3D. 
you actually, when you, when you look at a piece of paper, you, you, you're used to drawing as a diagram in 2D. Mm -hmm. these, these are generally 2D, that one's 3D maybe. But there's, our natural impact is to draw plans, diagrams, things. But when you actually think in 3D, and you draw in 3D with the 3D image in your mind, there's, that's a big shift. And it was really, it's really quite important. And I think all, all students should do that, think 3D and visualize the object in 3D, what it means, and what you see, what you don't see, whether it's something heavy or light, or whether it's, you know, and, and, and the nature of the line, actually, the nature of the line and the nature of the material is really important. Was this something in school that you had when, when you were in school? Were they emphasizing you to draw in 2D or 3D, or, or is this something you cultivated on your own? I, I've, always, uh, I've always enjoyed drawing. Um, from from day one, I remember art school it was was my favorite class, and I found I could I could draw and people you know, when you draw and people say oh that's a nice drawing you know you you get encouraged it's mm -hmm. important it's right. important the feedback and right. feeling of encouragement and that was one thing I found that I could do quite easily I could draw pictures and illustrate something and and that that helped a lot and gave me confidence in, in doing more. And I would, I, I really enjoyed it. it. That was art, art school, and the, the drawing as part of the art creation process was, was was quite critical. And the thing I did learn at school in in art that I found was very interesting is media, the uh, whatever different media, the whole business of three D. Again, I keep can't emphasize that how more how important it is that you think in three D. There's one message, and that. You don't, I say we care about the drawings we do, but at the same time you shouldn't care. You know, you shouldn't feel, gosh, you know, when you start getting really nervous about what the thing's going to look like, and that sort of clouds your thinking process, that's when you've got to just say, okay, just let it go. You know, mm -hmm. you, can't, you can't become too obsessed with, with the final product. What's important is what you're trying to say. And, and when you really feel good about what you're trying to say and it's coming fluidly, you know, it, got, it looks good. I think that's really important not to block oneself in one's thinking. And, you know, I've, I found there's a whole different, the sketches, as, as you're saying, you know, there are different sketches happen at different levels from the first notes. These are notes, really. Then there's, there's other drawings like this one. These are quite conceptual about light. Now, when we draw, and that was one thing I do remember from art school, is when we draw, we draw light. What does and that mean? When what you that draw, means, you draw light. When you look at something, uh -huh. you just have to think that what you're seeing is light. When you look at an object, what you're actually seeing is the light that's bouncing off that object and coming to you. You know, it's, it's a very, very important thing. And David Hockney, I remember, he was really interesting he was in his sketches and things. It's, it's a line drawing is really difficult to do. Actually, when you're drawing light, you're drawing where there's light or where there's not light. And so that allows people immediately to understand things is where shadow is and where light is, you know, whether it's light or shadow, dark, light, the shape of things, how shadows describe a shape. When you round off, you know, you're drawing a tube, you round off the edge of a, of a like here, you know, this piece is in shadow, that's not, you know. It, this, drawing that surface slightly more than that, a little bit more shaded than that one, it allows people to help to visualize things. And to have a sense of depth and to understand. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And what it does is it's, as I say, it's a visualization process. It allows people to, they'll think pictures a thousand words. It's, it, you draw a few lines 
and people understand it immediately. Whereas words you have to go through and describe and think about how the ideas are going through people's mind, whereas the image is, there it is. The power of communication of drawing is, is, is really quite, quite remarkable. Yeah, when it comes to communication, I guess there are drawings that you do for yourself because you're just jotting down ideas and you're just sketching them. They're not really meant for anyone else. I mean, someone else may look at them and not understand it, yeah, but you look yeah. at them, you knew exactly what you drew. On the other hand, there's also times where you have to sketch something to make someone else understand. Yeah, oh, very, very much. The, this, I, I always carry up this book, always. I have about 30 or 40 of these over my years. There's, it's a Daler Roni sketchbook, A5 format. Uh -huh. It's really important. I was told by my mentor in Jamaica many, many years ago, always have a sketchbook. You always have a sketchbook, always. That's a rule. Yeah? And the one, that's one rule. Another rule is you always, you must practice drawing. Another artist, Ladislas Kino, told me that drawing is something you cultivate. You have to, ha your head has to be used, your hand has to be used. To, it's like doing exercise, like training. You have to do exercise. Your drawing is as much an exercise as running, as being fit, as anything. So that's, that's the other thing. You have to practice it. And I always carry with me my little, my little box of drawing tools, a ruler, a rubber. The pencil sharpener, really important. There's nothing more frustrating than you don't have the pencil sharpener. So he was holding up a very old school <laughs> Oxford company. It was the geometry set, right? It's the geometry set. Yes. <laughs> Where he holds all his most uh, important yeah. uh, and there are drawing my utensils. A, a ruler, a protractor, sometimes it's important. A scale ruler, scale, mm -hmm. very important. Mini scale and this, ruler. this yeah. is magic. Now, this is magic. This is a thing <laughs> called an erasing shield. When, when I was training to draw uh, at School of Architecture in Canada, I did a technical drawing exercise. And all, this is before AutoCAD, yeah? Uh, <laughs> all, um, all technical drawings were done by hand. Yeah, no and undo, no, no undo, control Z. No yeah. control Z. This, <laughs> this is erase. And you've got this huge drawing, very complex drawing, covered with letters and lines and all the rest of it. And you want to rub up that bit. And you know that your rubber is going to smudge everything if you do it. So when you start smudging one thing, the whole thing, you have to, and you end up having to clear out. And you've, you know, when all you want to do is erase this bit. But this thing, you put this little thing over it. It's super thin. You erase just that bit, and it's gone. So essential tool to carry it with you. And a scale ruler and a ruler for the straight lines. Colors, colors, really important. And I always carry a box of, of crayons, coloring crayons. So Hugh, Hugh, your preference is the Prismacolor, Prismacolor Prisma color, color pencils. There's nothing like Prismacolor. Okay. Sorry, um, <laughs> there's there's they're slightly greasy, uh, and they they marry well. And you can color, you can add colors on top of each other. They kind of mix together, um, which you can do quite well with these. And um, having a key number of of these and. You wouldn't believe how often I mean, these live in my bag, in my briefcase. This, this, right, because right, and sketch paper. So those, those, and you wouldn't believe how often. And I, I'm, I, I travel a lot, and sitting on an airplane, mm -hmm. uh, that's when you find the time to carefully sit down, put your thoughts together, and there's actually pleasure. I really enjoy it. I enjoy it sitting there and 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 sketching and thinking of things. The tools are critical, the book is critical, as I say, practicing is critical, and 
you don't try and it's just one after the other. You turn the page, another sketch, another idea, another thing, and and you keep them. You must. That was the other rule that Valerie, my my mentor, told me: keep everything. Keep everything. Don't throw away a drawing, ever. Those are simple rules, and you may like it or not like it, but it's part of the process. It's of who you are, what your process is, and. You know, I, I, you know, when I've got this stack of books here, I know that you know that it's 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 a diary. It's a diary. It's where I've been. Yeah. And it's really really important. You know, I think that there's the different types of sketching. You're asking what sort of type, what sort of sketches are there? There, there's the notes. And the other one that's really important, and and actually, I really like these kind of sketches the best, is a real concept sketch mm-hmm. of a few lines of what what is the reductive. You're reducing to the bare essentials, to the common denominator. What is the key image, the key story, the key idea in a project? Like, like in Mime, I think I got one here in the wall. Is is this one? This is like a key concept sketch, which which is about the blades. And you have reduced here the idea of sky, light, movement, geometry. Key drawings like that are are a real pleasure to do. Um, Sometimes it happened after the fact. Sometimes it happened before it. Mm-hmm. I have some old sketches here from the the green the the um, the work I did uh, for the La Villette Garden with Bernard Schumi, and these are sketches or the bridge, the footbridge up there, where a diagram can capture all of the essential key ideas in a project. And it that the conceptual thing is pushing yourself to push a lot, a lot of, away a lot of the baggage. Mm-hmm. A lot of the unnecessary stuff, so that you have a clearer idea in your mind. Yeah, it may sound simple, but really, it's, you're saying it's much harder than yeah. what it sounds like. Because y- if you don't know what that essential truth is to your project, then mm-hmm. what are you sketching, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And sketching it helps you find it as well. Oh. Sketching when you're thinking, you're looking at it. Now, what's the essential thing about this project? The bridge we're doing now is is okay. We put it all together, and then. There was a form in there, but it was cluttered with structure, with bracing and all the rest of it. So, we, you know, I revisited that project about a year later. And it was by doing some sketches the other day. What is the essential? And out of it came the sort of bird form shape. And why the rest clutters that idea. It's when you draw that shape and you see the idea of that bird form, then you, 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 you appreciate the power of those simple lines and, you know, what should be clearer. It's so often when you edit it and you criticize it as a drawing, it helps you criticize what it is in reality. And I think it's important to note that for that bridge project, it's after all the digital work is done, mm. right? Because most people think sketches come at the beginning, you're kind of like, you know, just drafting your idea. And then once you have an idea, you're in Rhino or SketchUp or whatever, and then you're building in 3D. But mm-hmm. you're saying that sketching offers you a dimension that the 3D world doesn't offer. You were looking at the printouts or the renders or whatever it may be, and it was still too cluttered. Mm-hmm. And only until you started sketching it again yeah. Yeah. did you come back. Mm-hmm. So it's so I guess for for us for students, it's you know we're we're in the labs all the time and we're you know going grinding on yeah, those yeah. Rhino models. And so it's you're saying take a step back. Take a few screenshots and just sketch over it, or sketch over it. And also, I find it's interesting. I, I began at school drawing, physical drawing. Then I went, I did the drafting and technical drawings, and then I did a lot of work. I worked 
with Peter Rice as a draftsman, as a technical draftsman. Again, before computers, it's before computers. The drawings are over there. There's these incredibly detailed mechanical drawings for the greenhouses at Lavalette, all the components. And that's, that's another really important thing. There are drawing codes in technical drawings which are incredibly useful. We learn them in School of Architecture. Sections, heavy line for sections, mm-hmm. hatching for materials that are cut dotted lines for things that are hidden. Those are simple codes about drawings. And you can use them just as much in technical drawings as you can in sketches. And that gives them another dimension, which is really, really, really important. Those those are the technical drawing codes that I actually borrow and use them. I mean, here, these lines are dotted, and where you have the, you know, the, the edges, they help enormously in giving a clarity to a drawing. As I say, section lines are bold, a heavy line, when things are hatched, they're, they're cut. These are technical drawings. You see them on any drawings, and you look in an AutoCAD or whatever um, drawing menu, you find these, these, these things. But the trick is actually, is you must always think about the object you're drawing. You're visualizing an object you have in your mind's eye, mm-hmm. and you want to express that as an object. I talked earlier about light. Where's light? Light's falling in this. That, you're not going to see that. So you can shade underneath and boom, all of a sudden it jumps at you because that surface is coming forward. Right. You can draw edges. When you, when you think about what you see, you see edges. We tend to draw edges, but in fact, what we're looking at is surfaces. I mean, with this table, with that carpet over there, I, I'm thinking a line in my thing is the edge of the table. No, I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing a light surface and a dark surface. And drawing those two relative to each other allows me. Now, if I want to cheat and let people know, actually, there's a leg under this table. Mm-hmm. I don't see the leg, but I dot it. And then you can visualize and think of that, the object beneath you. So you, in your mind, there's this thing you want to express. And then you think of the, the line code that's useful to express that object and, and, and tell people about it and what it is. So that's, that's really useful. And there's a lot of tricks then. In the, in the architectural drafting techniques that, that do that. But to, to go back earlier to the relationship between modeling and drawing, it's a really important thing and something I think about a lot. And I see a lot of students who are becoming more and more fluent with Rhino and other programs. Rhino particularly, because Rhino allows you to do a lot, a lot of things. And there's something that I do think is a really important message for, for, for students is that you can fall in, in love with the drawing on your screen, mm-hmm. but you must not. You must think about what it is you're drawing. And I see that so often. People, they, they like the computer. They like what it can give. They, they get off on, on the kind of images that you can see on this, in the TV screen of the monitor that you're drawing. But, you know... People have to step back from it and think, what is it? What, what is it I'm drawing? What is it? What is that line? It's actually, is it a piece of steel? Is it fabric? Is it wood? Is it a stone? Is it, what is that material? And I think you must always think of the, of the, of the rhino as a tool, just as much as a pen and a piece of paper is about representing something. It should not be an end in itself. And that is, that's a really important thing. So many people fall in love with the drawing and then they, they, just, they can just get lost in it. Because the complexity that Rhino will give you means that you get, you get carried away with what it can do for you. Right. And, and I've, I've seen people spend you know, hours 
hours and hours drawing a thing and just completing it as an object in a computer because they can enjoy doing it. But what does it do? You know, what does it give you? It just doesn't, you know, it stays in the computer. It doesn't, you can look at it yourself and turn it around and it's a wonderful model, but actually what is it for? What are you trying to do this for? And it's about, you know, communicating to people, explaining to people how to build things. And you must never forget what the end object is of what you're trying to do. So, I, you know, I think that it's really important to separate, um, not to get carried away by the medium in itself, uh, with the computer, right. and, and to stay focused on what it is you're trying to do. I found that myself. I was very envious about how people could draw in rhino, and I spent a whole summer trying to teach myself rhino. <laughs> And the click and this and that and the zoom and the the, the what it, the, what is it the sort of the sweep that's right, right. the <laughs> taking extrude uh, scale uh, offset uh, turning around right. and I I I I ended up drawing and I drew I was drawing a bridge uh, it's with Thomas Thomas Heatherwick and we were I was doing this bridge and I was very proud I mean. I, proud of my rhino drawing but it took such a long time and I thought so much of my time was spent thinking about how to draw or what the codes were oh, and all the rest of it rather than just thinking going ahead and drawing just going ahead and drawing oh, it okay. the object of what I wanted to do yeah. and so then sorry guys but I've stopped you know <laughs> I've re retired I'm old enough to retire from from CAD drawing here's because, a sketch instead yeah here's a sketch instead because it's, I, you know, I can't think that fast. Now, I really respect people who can think, use the tool, use the, the, the 3D tool to think. And that, so at that level, the computer drawing process is sketching, if you will, because it's, it's helping your mind find solutions, visualizing what's in your mind eye. Um, and that's why I say the caution about letting the machine give you you know, replacing the thought process of what you want to do is that you're getting lost in it. Is you have to be, you have to keep in the driving seat. You have to keep uh, your clear idea where you want to go, that conceptual idea, that objective, what it's trying to do, um, and then the whole process, whether it's sketching, whether it's doing Rhino, whether it's modeling, whether it's coding, whatever it is, what you're trying to do is get somewhere, and you have to have a very a clear idea where you want to go. Mm -hmm. So, and and for me, the hand sketching helps me find that road where you want to go. Right. Uh, That's really interesting. Yeah, that you're saying. I guess you you could be sketching in Rhino if it's a design tool and it's helping you think. Yeah. yeah. For me, though, I think the most natural way without having to worry about any type of technological gap between you and your idea is to just go ahead and draw, right? It's mm -hmm. something we naturally do. We write. So you might as well go ahead and sketch. But yeah. I guess if I'm a student, I have an idea in my head, you know, and I'm telling myself, well, I, I'm just, I'm just not that good at sketching, you know, or something like what, I, I'm, like, how do you start? How do you really just start sketching? Where does, where does it go? Your pen hits the page. How do you know what to to do? I think that's one thing that I struggle with too. Is you know that, that I, only I could understand my sketches. I could barely show it to somebody because they'd just be confused or something. 
I think it's understanding the problem you want to try and do. Some some artists, uh, and this this I appreciate uh, a lot actually. Some artists can sit there with a white piece of paper and create something, create a shape that can come from his history or a story or something of what they want to say. And you know, you just you can just draw draw a line. And what does that line mean? Is it a hill? Is it something? And you know, you you can. But as soon as you've drawn that line, then something else can happen. You know, is that I remember I was you know looking at the sea, and there's that can be a hill, and there's the sea, and and then there's the contrast between the curve and the straight line, and so there's there's a whole graphic thing that happens, and then you. The business of light. This is the edge of a hill, and this is, this is light. So you can, just with a few lines and a bit of scribbling, you can actually start creating space. So that is that's abstract. I just drew these lines mm-hmm. just arbitrarily. I didn't have anything in mind. But actually, the process of drawing that helps me helps me think. It's so it's a helping a, a, a sort of kickstarting of thinking. But for me. What we, what I do in my my work is, I'm actually trying to trying to solve problems, but I'm trying to solve problems in a creative way, in a beautiful way, um, in a way that we have to deal with a whole bunch of technical issues. And so, an enormous amount of my work is actually just thinking. And things often when I wake up and I'm thinking. Okay, this problem, yeah, uh, the client said they didn't like the fabric surface, so maybe I should think of doing that in another material. And so I'm thinking of that problem. I'm trying to resolve, solve a technical problem that somebody's asked me. What is the solution for this or that? And I'll think of something in my mind's eye. And then, okay, I've got this thing in my mind's eye. And when I get, get in onto a piece of paper, I'll draw it. And then all of a sudden, what's in your mind's eye becomes tangible and you can react to it and it'll take you further and you can end up finding a solution. So, so I said there's two, there's two processes. One where you're starting with a blank sheet of paper and you're actually using lines and ways of drawing surfaces or materials or suggesting things to help you bring an idea into shape. Mm-hmm. That's one way, that's one thing. And the other one is solving problems where you're, you're visualizing on paper what's in your head the 3D, or the object, or the problem in your head. And then, then there's other levels of sketching as well, which is studying something, looking at its proportion. That's a nice shape. That's not a nice shape. If this is slightly curved, and then you start playing around with lines, how hard lines and soft lines play off with each other. And then, then you get it actually into really enjoying that process of how, how you can use lines to help you refine an object and something and make it make it uh, make it come alive and and then be critical about it it's it's when you draw something you stand back and look at it and think hmm, okay maybe it's better if I drew it this way so you take a piece of tracing paper you cover it and you do it again and you draw it slightly differently so that's a process of refinement mm-hmm. that's very useful and the, and the sketching process helps you do that and you know the, then there's this thing of options okay options uh, often I, f- I find options, and something Peter Rice told me, options is a substitute for thinking and trying to find a solution. <laughs> yeah? it's, you, know, you should know where you want to go, and what you want to do is get there the best way possible. 
options is it's just you know muddled thinking is people don't know where they want to go what do you mean by options like different design Dif- options for yeah, the same the different design project. options okay. for the same thing okay often. some people are proud of it. i think i think and i tend to agree with peter on that and a project or an idea a thing is about telling something telling a story about something and what you're trying to do is find the best way there and sometimes options okay it helps you bounce ideas around at a sketch level mm-hmm. okay what if i do it this way it's, you push yourself to think of something doing something differently fine but taking a bunch of options and working them all out and sizing them and all the rest of it that's just silly i think you know because it's 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 just you haven't found the right way and uh, i think anyway that's that's my attitude some people have different approaches but for me for me you have to have a clear idea when you want to go and sketching helps you get to that help absolutely helps it helps it takes that process as i mean the other day i was looking at this bridge and i drew okay what if i did it this way drew the line that way drew it this way what if that's perforated metal no okay what if that's cables okay what if that's wood if it's steel is perfect, you know is it tensile is it uh, using you know what, what kind of materials so yeah and i think yeah another thing about sketching and colors colors is really important yes. colors helps you yeah. think about the materiality of things and for me the materiality of things is something that single lines are not going to do very well but uh materiality is like here in the studio we have wood and wood is really important and glass and steel and carpet soft hard things like that there's much a part of a composition that we feel comfortable with i think using color and shading as well as you sketch it kickstarts your mind also to thinking about being comfortable with the materiality of something but you're saying color is also not just materials like oh that's wood so let's make it you know brown or something like that but rather also there are natural colors that our brain is receptive to i guess so like yellow whenever you see yellow in a sketch you think there's light mm, or there's yeah, sunlight yeah. there or if you have an arrow and the arrow has blue in it you're thinking oh that's yeah. wind or yeah. or something like that so there are also these like there are, those are codes hot is is red blue is cold etc but it's interesting the yellow thing and i've seen this now this is really interesting and i find that it's a code that lighting designers use for light but actually when you look at it light isn't yellow no <laughs> <laughs> there's some sodium lights yes or whatever that is yellow is this really weird and it seems eerie because it's not real and and um it's it's light or no light it's shadow for me you can do that just as well with 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 a pencil with a soft pencil which you could smudge smudging reusable and, uh, you use rub. it and sort of burnish it and that that is that's really it's that gives a really nice effect you know and as, as i say you know you want to say okay this is going behind or something and all of a sudden it gives you 3d effect to it and this is a section so i have to and i always have this a heavy pencil where i keep losing them of course but you know when you draw a heavy line then that's that's a section and then you draw you can hatch it and, and you know that that that's sectional that's elevational this is hidden this is distance and you know just by this few very simple codes you can you can express an, an enormous amount and and it's it's um it's fun as well it's it's enjoyable i just love it. it's nice
to that. And then you must enjoy, always enjoy the sketching. It shouldn't be a thing. There's another thing about pencil as well. Pencil, you, I'm just thinking about this. The difference between pencil and pen. Now, pen, you draw the line there. Done. Can't do anything about it. The pencil, you can hesitate and you can kind of, you know, smudge it and be a little bit less. So if, if you're sometimes nervously toying around with an idea, it's like we all, you know, we have confident moments and we have moments when we're less confident and we're kind of not sure and a little bit, you know, that's normal. It's part of the way we are, you know. And I think that the way you draw sometimes, sometimes a little timid drawing, so I'm not so sure, you know, maybe, you know, I'm just toying around with ideas, scribbling and... and, and and so that's cool too, you know, and I think it's the way we are as well. We have, as I say, bold days and less bold days. You mentioned that one of the most important things to do is to practice. Yeah. Yes. Now, as students where, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to make an excuse. I'm just saying that we do a lot of digital work. Mm. If we can incorporate more sketching into that process, I think that'll make it easier for us to practice. Hmm. So, I mean, anything you'd recommend when it's when you say practice, are you saying go out and sketch ordinary objects? Or you go out and uh, just sketch what's on your mind? Or like, how, what's the best way to practice this thing? Like when you say 3D, like, you know, there's not so many. I guess I could go out and I would see, you know, the environment around me and try to sketch something, I guess. But is there something that's more regimented, like try to do three different scales every day or something like that. Yeah, no, I think, I think it's just anything. Practicing, the, the, it's the business of, after a while, after, I suppose it's like riding a bicycle after a while, is that once you get in your head a capacity to think in 3D and visualize and put that down on paper, as I say, that moment, I remember it was, it was almost, I almost remember it was July, the year my son was born, born July um, 87. And I was doing the book with Peter. And as I say, I just never forget the, the moment when I started drawing. I realized I could visualize, put on paper what the visual object in 3D and think of it. Draw in 3D, thinking in the paper had depth to it. And I think it's, it's really important to get there. I would recommend that Whenever you're doing a project in Rhino, draw it on paper at the same time. Go through the exercise of what you want to see on your computer screen. Draw it first. Get clear in your mind where you want to go with the liberty and the facility you have of your hand on a piece of paper and a pen. And I would, I would think that helps a lot to help you know where you want to go. I find very often, you know, some 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 of the students and people we get here in the studio, and some of the when t teaching I've done is don't um, drawing is something you must you, you must master. You must keep keep uh, keep doing. It's so important because there's a visualization process that's immediate mm -hmm. that doesn't depend on the machine. It's about objects. It's about light. It's about ideas. It's about spaces. It's 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 not just the object of what the machine can do for you. And, and I, um, I mean, I work together. It's just today we're sketching, we do, you know, it, it's communicating. Uh, uh, um, and I think we're so much more communicative. And the sketching forces us to think about what it is we're drawing. 
and I think that connection with, with reality, with tangible reality is really important not to lose. This artist, he said, draw every day. Doesn't matter what you draw, just draw every day. Draw every day. Every day. All right. I think that's a great, uh, <laughs> great lesson. Yeah. Draw every day. Just draw something. Just draw something. Draw something. Draw okay. The chair. Draw <laughs> the, you know, the glass of wine or whatever. Or the <laughs> table, the sunset. Sunsets are very difficult to draw. But, um, but also think about light. Mm-hmm. Think, when you're drawing, think about light. Think about what you're trying to see. Just take some time, sometimes just practice an object, any object in front of you. Just draw it, draw the light. Think about what you're drawing, draw the light, what you see, and it helps enormously. It takes you, allows you to disconnect from the, the prison of shit, this line is, looks good, it doesn't look good. Just think about it. What you're trying to draw is draw an object. All right, Hugh, thank you so much for your time, that's, for that great advice. that's the end of this episode on sketching a couple of takeaways i have from this conversation is number one try and use the technical drawing codes when you're sketching by hand so what does that mean that means when you cut an object make sure that's a dark thick line when an object is behind it's a dashed line and you can also start using center lines dotted lines construction lines and so on as well and that really helps your drawing become more cohesive and more understandable so the other thing is not just when you're thinking of lines but think that whenever you're drawing a line it's actually the end of a surface so you're actually drawing surfaces that catch light and so this starts to give some more depth and dimension to your sketches number three is to try and start thinking about using color in your sketches so for example blue is glass or brown is wood and gray steel and things like that but then also you know thinking about when you're sketching perhaps you're sketching programmatically and you need different colors to identify different programs or you're trying to just map out the circulation or something like that then colors become a really powerful tool in your sketching Number four, which I find to be the most useful, is to sketch over screenshots. So a lot of us work digitally, and we're kind of stuck in this digital realm, right? We're kind of always staring at a screen. It's always useful to just go ahead and print a couple of these screenshots out, and then go ahead, just sit down, don't look at the computer, and just start with some uh, tracing paper, of course. Just go over your screenshots and start sketching things out because that forces you to really critique your drawing by hand and then whatever you critique you're actually going to go back and 3d model that and it's a back and forth that way you're kind of incorporating sketches into the process rather than thinking of it as a separate activity or as something that only comes at the beginning rather you're constantly using it throughout your studio project if you'd like to know more about hugh about his sketches sketch examples and so on Go to our website at lineweights.coffee and look for the show notes for this episode. We have all the information right there. Of course, if you want to know more about the firm, that's hda-paris.com. You can go there and check out the work. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, our next episode, episode six, is Never Stop Taking Action with an architect from Florida, Kendrick Henry. He's an incredible individual. And this episode is all about finding opportunities and taking action on them and it can really transform your life. It's a great episode. Stay tuned.